Magfest again? Magfest is in Maryland. At Maryland. the at National Harbor, Maryland, I believe. At the Gaylord Hotel. What what state is Maryland in? Washington. Washington. Or no, okay. no, no. Washington DC. It's it isn't Maryland the state? Is Maryland a state? Wait, I don't even know. I can't remember. I don't think Maryland's a state. Maryland. That doesn't. I don't think so. Why can Mar- I not remember Maryland, this? Ohio? I don't know. I have no idea. People are probably shouting into their phones right now. Yeah. Oh, someone yeah, in the Maryland chat says Maryland is a state. Yeah, well, there okay. you go. Um, I'm just like I'm, second I'm Sean Booker. Myself. I'm Canadian, uh, <laughs> and this is Paul Fleck, also Canadian. Yeah. So hi. We have an excuse. <clears throat> hi, I'm Canadian. Yep. I have my Tim Hortons coffee right here. <laughs> there you go. For people watching, silly Canadians. Other person says yes, yes, uh, that's correct. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't point out Maryland on a map. Obviously. I could, which makes yeah. that even worse. Yeah, because I was going to fly to Magfest two years ago, so I had to see like what my flight routing would have been. Where Where about is it like middle or no East Coast? Like on East the coast, coast, basically. Yeah. Okay. Another reason why I wouldn't know where it is because it's on the opposite side that I'm always on. It's on the least coast. That's accurate. Yeah. That's like that's the truth. Truer words have not been spoken yet. Um, we still have a full podcast to do. So that's true. We have an entire podcast to do. Yeah. Um. But that's you know that's fine because like I'm excited for tomorrow because Fire Emblem comes out. Yeah, I still haven't ever played one of those games. Are you considering this one? Uh, this one, no. I've been told Awakening is the way because Awakening's it's real good. Thing. Why don't you just get the new one? Because I like I don't know which version to get. People are saying just do Awakening because it's cheaper now anyway. I guess, but don't. Okay, this is what I would do. Like Awakening will be cheaper. Awakening's great, but at this point, just pick up like one of the the new ones because you can always just Does buy the matter, other ones. Like story wise or anything. So from what I understand, there's there's three versions. I'm sure the chat will correct this for me. There's sure. three virgin versions. Three um, virgins. Virgins, yeah. <laughs> but one of them is coming out later, uh, so it'll be like DLC or something. Okay. So I, I think there's two versions at launch that will be playable, and the first six missions are all the same for the three, but then they split off, so there's like, you know, a good like two dozen, or uh, I guess a good dozen other uh, missions that are completely separate. So... Honestly, I'm just going to go to the store and pick one. I don't care if okay. I'm if I'm enjoying it enough. I'll just d- buy the other thing for I think it's like twenty bucks more, twenty five Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like my my advice to you is just like just pick one, and if you're enjoying it so much, you want to play the next one, you you know you can add it on as DLC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and and I would recommend that because then you're you're in the zeitgeist, right? You're 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 playing the one people are talking about. Yeah, that's true. Um. And it's the review embargo's been up. It's getting fantastic reviews. I was seeing like high eighties on like Metacritic and stuff as okay. the average. So can't really go wrong. I'm I'm just super excited. I need to know when does the eShop update? I've never like wanted to like get a game right away. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. Like, is it at midnight? Is it at like six in the morning? It's like, probably like later than midnight, I would think. Probably. Probably. <clears throat> But uh, so I'll most likely just go to bed and then download it in the morning before work. I'm stoked because Danganronpa is now on Steam, so I finally get to play that. 
Did you ever play those games? Like specifically Trigger Happy Havoc or whatever is the one that's on Steam as of today. I haven't. I've been wanting to play them. Yeah. Um, just because everyone's been, uh, you know, relating them to Virtue's Last Reward series. I'm a visual novel guy. Sure. So I've been wanting to play the Vita versions, but I just haven't gotten around to it. And I understand in Japan, one of them is on iOS. Um, so I'm just kind of crossing my fingers that that might happen here. Sure. Because uh, after going through a couple Ace Attorney games on iOS, like that's the way to that's the place to play it. That mm. those that is so great. Because you always have your device with you. Exactly. And yeah. like, and what I've noticed now while I'm playing through Apollo Justice is like I'll be using my DS on uh, on the train. Which, by the way, Apollo Justice just adores you doing stupid things with your DS, like the little gimmicky things. I can't tell you how many times I've had to tap on the screen to lay down fingerprint powder and then blow it all off. Oh no. Yeah. And then now they're just doing like an audio thing where it's like, I can't hear anything. I'm on a noisy train and you want me to like isolate the guitarist from the other band. So I can tell who was off note or whatever. Like, Oh, come on, man. But, Anyway, and then, like, you get a text message in your pocket. It's like, oh, great, now i got to close my DS and take out my phone. Whereas before, I could just, like, oh, double tap, go to my text messages. So, yeah, just can't, can't wait to get back on the, on the, on the phone for that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm pretty excited for Fire Emblem. It's been a while since I've played any kind of tactics game. Fire Emblem might, be the, might have been the last one now that I think about it. Or wait, wait, when did Pokemon Conquest come out? Maybe that was the last one. I played a tactics game <laughs> that I could talk about. Nice segue. Well, yeah, well, let's let's move into it. First off, uh, February 18th, top-down perspective. Um, you've been playing tactics games, I hear. Yeah, I played XCOM 2, man. That fucking game. Holy did you beat shit. It? No. It's, okay. Okay, This so this is what happened. I bought that game. I downloaded it. I was like, you're doing I, like like during like two weeks ago's episode. Yeah, <laughs> last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I downloaded that game. I played a little bit that night. I was like, this is cool. I can't wait to get back to more of it. Played the next day, and like stressed myself out by Sunday. Like I played over the weekend. Stressed myself out so much by Sunday. I was like, I can't do anymore right now. I'm gonna go to Rise of the Tomb Raider and some other stuff. So that's I'll talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider in a little bit. But XCOM. That game is hard in a way it wasn't before because it feels more unfair now. And that's and it's harder than the most the second like the the last XCOM game. Yeah, the reason being is that like it just feels dialed up. Like you do way more damage than you did before, but like in turn they do way more damage. The second mission, technically the first mission if you don't uh count the tutorial, which I don't really, so I'm going to say the first mission is like you get like a sectoid which are the mind control enemies which you don't face until like later on in the first game like it's crazy how much that ramps up right away but it kind of has that risk reward feeling of like you feel like more of a badass when you get through a situation and like everybody that you were able to get out of there and brought home have like ptsd and are shaken and like dying (laughs) and stuff like it's kind of cool so it sounds like like it's a it's like a continuation of the last XCOM for like better picked up where they left for better or worse for sure it's one of those games that like 
if you're just jumping into the series, you totally could with this game. But I think they they really feel like this was made for people who have at least played Enemy Unknown and Within, like because they don't do as much handholding in this at all. They kind of really just start you in. I think with this with XCOM two. Praxis really believes that like the people playing it are people that are already into XCOM. So right. um, personally for myself, I wouldn't recommend it as your first one, especially with like first XCOM plays so differently than like a lot of stuff. I would suggest picking up the older games, the older not being the first ones, but like Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, because you can usually get them for like five bucks now and they're still they still play fine. Right. And then like if you like those then you could feel okay putting out the money for this game and then getting, like, the shit kicked out of you, basically. Okay. Um, still, though, the thing about that game that makes it fun isn't necessarily that it's mechanically sound, because it isn't. There's a lot of weird, buggy things. The camera angles are kind of shitty. It plays fine, like, mechanically for, like, you click on a place, a dude will hide behind it, and you take shots at each other and stuff like that. What makes that game fun is that you name your, like, Marines or soldiers after people you right. know, and then you create the little meta stories. So, like, one of my meta stories is that John, like our John, Mr. Proton himself, decided to, like, hide from some aliens by going up to, like, a roof. And then this, like, giant mech alien robot thing jumped on the roof randomly and spotted him, and he had to go toe-to-toe with that. <laughs> like, that sort did, of thing. Did he make it? He did make it, yeah. Okay. Everybody in that mission, actually, except for my good ranger. Like, I had one ranger that was leveled up to, like, level 3 or 4 or whatever. Or rank 3 or 4, whatever they call it. And, like, they were all, like, rank 2, maybe, at the highest. She was the only one that died. Everyone else that, like, are people I know in real life, like, all survived. And they turned out to be badasses after because they just went through some shit and, like, ranked up like crazy <laughs> because of Okay, that. cool. That was cool, yeah. But um that like I said, that game, fuck dude, it's it gets stressful. There's a lot of thinking involved in that game and a lot of like, what do you mean I missed an eighty five percent shot? It's maybe it's just my luck, but it seems to like that counter is off or it really, really favors the lower percentages because I've made a lot of shots at like twenty five percent. And I've missed a lot of eighty percent plus shots. In that I mean, game. I've been there when I like you tweeted about that, and yeah. all I can think of is, hey, I've played Fire Emblem, and I've literally missed with ninety nine percent before. Like it's happened. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's you know that's how percentages work. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm not and, saying and you it feel feels... like it's against you because you're yeah. like, well, how come I'm not getting any of these like thirteen percent hits? And it's like, well, because you're not taking them because it says your chance is thirteen percent. Yeah. So you're only seeing the bad side of it. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, it's such a kick in the balls <laughs> when you like are like, okay, we can win this mission. He has like a ninety percent chance to hit. Oh, I missed, and because of that, this alien now mind controlled a dude, made him run out into the middle of the open, and then destroyed everybody else. Right, like, but that those are the best. Those are the best. Like when it comes down, yeah. like it almost becomes like a puzzle. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, there is literally only one way for this to work out, and like tons of people are going to end up with like one health, but because of how I set up my troops, like we are going to be able to do this and finish, and like that's the most exciting thing when it comes to tactics games. Yeah. And that holds true here. So 
XCOM 2 is more XCOM if you like that thing. If you don't, I still don't recommend this being your first. Record. Are you are you like save scumming? Are you no. are you playing on Iron Man? What's the what's the loadout? No save scumming, but I did start it off on normal so I could get my feet wet again and then realize like it doesn't matter if I play on normal or hard after the second mission cuz they're going to like fuck with me anyway, so I might as well play on a harder difficulty. Okay. So, I'm not at the hardest difficulty, I'm one below it. Cool. Yeah. And people are making de- it. So I definitely save scum with Fire Emblem. Like if I lose a person, <laughs> start the mission over again. And it's not because I'm just like, I don't want to lose anyone. It's because like I want the challenge of I want to figure out this this map, this puzzle, this level where I can do it with like unscathed. So it's like an extra challenge. That's how that's how my, I perceive it. Mm-hmm. Astro Games is saying 12 minutes until Fire Emblem fates. Oh, really? Uh, Nine o'clock. Very so- interesting. Where's yeah, some people were saying they thought it was uh, midnight Eastern. I guess that's where the Nintendo of America store is, right? East Coast. I guess so. So, so maybe. nine o'clock here, West Coast, best coast. Mm-hmm. Yet again. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to start that download while we're streaming. Yeah, <laughs> I, fair enough. I will do that as soon as we're done. Yeah. Um, but this that's, is like that's... the XCOM problem I had two weeks ago where I was like, I'll start downloading this the minute we're off. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, if hey, it sounds like it, tactics is rolling. I highly recommend Fire Emblem. Cannot recommend it enough. Okay, cool. So, um, I think I'm gonna wait at least until I finish XCOM two before I right. start another tactics game, though. All right, all right. But you know, yeah, swap out the guns and pick up like old anime swords. Yeah, I, I'm totally okay with that idea, actually. So yeah, I'm, I love anime swords. Yeah, anime swords like, are pretty good. Yeah, like a like a dude with spiky hair and like a sword that's way too big. Yeah, swords that are way too big are like the reason I watch anime ever. What about what about swords that you can put stuff into? Uh, I don't think I follow. Do you have an example? Final Fantasy VII, like (laughs) materia. Oh, materia. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So swords that you can like augment i guess yeah exactly gotcha exactly. yeah no i'm down with that for sure that's cool yeah. I, I thought you meant like a backpack or something <laughs> you can't do that in fire emblem but in, okay. you can in just like the generalized anime swords mm-hmm. so that works sure yep pro tip the best class in fire emblem is the myrmidon and then when it when it ranks up to a swords master oh man so good so good. I always favor the Myrmidons because they're the best. Dude, you had me at Swordmaster. Swordmaster. <laughs> he's so cool. And like when he has a super attack, he moves so fast. There's five of him. <laughs> it's real. It's super that sounds anime. real good. Real good. It's real good. Um, what else have you been playing? Uh, I mean, going on with the anime train, like I've been playing Learn Japanese Firewatch. to Survive. Sorry, what have you been playing? It's called Learn Japanese to Survive Hiragana Battle. <laughs> I, all right, I have no I idea what this is. Think an RPG maker RPG. Okay. Your enemy, come like this bad guy comes to the ta- the village you're in or whatever, and he's like, ha, nobody can stop me or whatever, and you're like, I'll stop you. So you run after him, and then he thwarts you, and he's like, oh, you can't even understand what I'm saying because he's speaking Japanese. So you have to learn japanese to be able to beat him and his magical hiragana powers is he just saying like over and over like don't hit me in the knee no he's just saying like the letter a and u or ka or like he's just saying like different 
<laughs> different characters, basically. But and then, the and then way what, you, do you like type in the letter A and you win, or no? The way you um, kill or defeat his characters is by saying what they are in English back at them. Okay, so just translating him. Okay, so just translating. Yeah. Um, the reason Wait, why. Sorry, real yeah. quick. You by, you said saying. Is it like literal voice no. or just typing? Okay. No, because it's RPG Maker, so it doesn't have any of those capabilities. Okay. All right. Um, the reason why is because I've been learning Japanese with a tutor recently. I, like I'm actually doing it now, not just by myself. So this has been kind of like a supplement I've been using to memorize like how they look. And there's like. It's weird. There's like lessons in this game and they like ask you to like learn how to draw the symbols and like repeat it after them and stuff like that. And then you fight them. <laughs> after. There you go. It's All really right. weird, but it works in a weird way because a learning like an RPG. Well, it, a lot of it's memorization, right? Just like recognizing them. And okay. like knowing I guess they are. grinding like this. That's is... what it is. Yeah. So with RPGs, you know how you're walking around an area and you'll have like a hundred random battles. Well, after all that, like and saying back to defeat these things, what they are, you actually learn it <laughs> or memorize it at least. So That's cool. it's actually been kind of a neat little supplementary thing. It's super niche. Like it is a super niche product and I don't recommend it to like anybody yeah i mean like yeah, if you have wanting... no interest in learning japanese like don't play this game yeah for sure um it's seven dollars canadian so i think it's like five bucks or whatever i think that's free in america i think that's how seven dollars canadian is free yeah i think it's much. about that yeah yeah pretty much yep so um that's a stupid little thing but it's on it's steam or it is on steam yeah okay uh, the big problem with it is this is called uh, Learn Japanese to Survive is the name, and then this one is called Hiragana Battle. This is the only one that exists, so you only learn Hiragana. You do not learn Katakana or Kanji in this, and I'm hoping they continue on with it. So that's my only thing, is that it only teaches you one of the kana. So, um, Languages. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the stuff that's important here that I want to talk about. Okay. I finished Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's done. Great. That's cool. That, had you been playing it at the last episode? Yeah. Like, I would have actually been talking. If we had done one last week, I would have talked about it last week. I had finished yeah. it by then. Yeah. But had, had, had you played it in the last episode, though, so two weeks ago? Uh, I, Maybe you just started. I, I seem to recall you saying you, were, you yeah, didn't like yeah, yeah, parts yeah. of it. Okay. No, yeah, I just started it. I was right before the, the what's it called, the Byzantine warship or whatever in the ice. Okay, like that was the next part I was in. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so, what'd you think? That ending, I feel, really wears out its welcome. Specifically with the trebuchets, it's like use this trebuchet. Oh no, they took it out. Use this trebuchet now. Use this. One. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. okay, I get, right. I get it, guys. Yeah, we got it. Um, that game though is like the proper progression of what that series is. I think I okay. don't think it held me as well as the first one did. I really liked how, like, I felt the first one ended on more of a bang than this one did, which is kind okay. of weird, but, uh, it's kind of what I expected for like an ending in a weird way. Like she survives, she thwarts quote-unquote evil whatever I mean, well yeah like good guys win like yeah like, know, there's nothing like surprising there at all but um 
there's some cool stuff there. What I did find interesting is that at the very, very end, they have like a story beat thing that like obviously will tie into the rest. Okay, of... no, no spoilers here. No, Careful. but like, okay, there's a character that like knows something obviously that like Lara wants to know, and then like a secret organization takes them out basically. Like that's what happens okay. and it's like i just thought it was cool that there's like this underlying thing that is like oh well we're probably going to revisit this like right well i mean like it's i mean like again pretty generic like oh there's actually a greater evil out there yeah yeah but i mean, I mean the, video games the first one felt like it was more a self-contained thing like they were seeing if another tomb raider like a reboot could work and when what I liked about this is that when they found out that, yes, it can work and people are interested, now they're like, okay, well, we're going to have, like, an overarching story. And they added some, like, little hints to maybe her past, stuff with her dad, all that sort of stuff that, like, they're going to build up upon, I'm sure, in the next few games. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I would do another Tomb Raider game right now. Like, if this had come out with another one this year, I, like, would probably get a little sick of it but like i'm i have had enough tomb raider for right now but like when the next so wait, one comes did out I, did I'm you sure. enjoy the did you like this game because i really yeah. like this game yeah no i enjoyed the game but like i don't want to do any of the extra stuff in it like at all i oh, thought sure. i okay. liked doing the optional tombs i think that's like the strong suit of this game did Is you that, do all them i didn't do all of them no there I was a point more. where i was just like i'm just gonna streamline the rest of the i story. was doing so much of that like every little side mission like i just loved being in that area mm -hmm. yeah no it's really cool uh i'm just trying to think if there's anything else. i like their crafting system or whatever however you okay. would call it where you can make your own ammo basically or like your yep. own explosives yep. i thought it was nice and intuitive and like I don't want to have to go through a menu to see how many things I'm missing to be able to, like, make more arrows. I like that. It's like, I have this stuff. I'm just going to hold the button I used to shoot, and I will craft arrows. Like, right. I thought that was really nice. What was your, like, go-to weapon? The bow and arrow. Yeah, the bow is so good. <laughs> it's did you get? Good. Did you upgrade it so that you can, like, target people's yeah. heads and take yes. out multiple? So good. Yeah. So good. That was the first thing I, t I did. That was a little um, wonky to use on the PC, though, I will say. I don't I know why no it felt like sometimes it didn't like lock on. So, okay. Okay. But, uh, when it did, it's real cool. Just taking out three dudes at once. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you definitely feel like super powerful. Yeah. And you fight a bear and some wolves. Yeah. You fight that bear real early too. And it's actually fucking terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it totally is. Yeah. And like, it just charges at you and you're just like, Oh shit, 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 shit. That bear, man. Cause like that bears in his den, like, so, like, that bear attacks you, you, like, fall off, like, a little hill or something, and then she's like, I gotta find a way past that bear, blah, 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 story stuff. And then, like, you come back to that area, and you hear the bear kind of, like, wandering around in its den, and you're like, oh, shit, I have to go in the den and draw yep. it out. <laughs> like, it's fucking terrifying, that part. It's real yep. good. Yep. Or also, like, when wolves would just start surrounding you and, like, stalking you. Mm -hmm. Did you ever find a cougar? That's fucking scary. There's one part where, like, I jumped down from, like, a tree ledge or something and, like, running up to a dude and a cougar just jumped out at me. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I can't. There probably won't be one for, you know, at least. Like, the last one was a good two or three years. Like, so. 2000, what, 13? 
That sounds about right. So I guess two years. So I bet there will be one in 2017 next year. You know what? I could totally like take. They can take the year off for sure. I'm ready. I'll be ready in a year. But like I, I felt like I got again. enough. I could play one again, which uh, is good because Uncharted Four is this year. So that'll yeah. hold me over. Yeah. See, like Uncharted Four now really doesn't interest me at all because I okay. feel like I like I'm done with that type of thing right now. I got enough of it, and I felt it was a good time. So. Here, here's a. I, I saw this floating around the internet. What about like a like a Nathan Drake, uh, Laura Croft like team up game? I wouldn't like that. I think that sounds awesome. I wouldn't like that at all. Like he's pulling wise jokes. She's like this young, serious chick. I think it'd be great. Oh, that was actually another thing I wanted to talk about. How amazing this game looks. That game, yeah, like. It, the screenshots don't actually do it justice because when that game is running, it's amazing how beautiful that game is. Right. And I hear the PC one's like even better than, than what I was playing. So I was just so like baffled. The fact that like, it's such a weird thing to talk about, but like Lara has teeth, like different, like you can make out like her teeth and like when she's talking or like gasping for air or something like just, it looks so good. Like it doesn't. We're so far past like the polygon age or stuff, or even like oh yeah, but that was indie forever games. ago. Well, even like shitty indie games and like Unity Engine and stuff just can't do that stuff, right? And I've been playing a lot of shitty indie games <laughs> in the last couple okay. of years. So sometimes, I, sometimes you, you're saying, I think I get what you're saying. You're saying like you enjoy like like the kind of the artsy looking, but yeah. every now and then you just want like a technical powerhouse, and that's what this like, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good, good. Let's talk about Artsy for a second and talk about Firewatch. <laughs> Let's do it. So I have not played that much. I just started. I'm about an hour, maybe an hour and a half in. Okay. That game looks super nice. Yeah. Uh, not on my machine. <laughs> I have to put everything on like low just because there's like so many I'm like, sure it still effects looks nice, going on. Though. It still looks nice, but it's just yeah. like that shadow is pixelated. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Well, like I said, everything had to be sound low just because there's so much bloom and like lighting effects and like tree shadows. My machine was just like, I can't do this very well. Yeah. Um, the voice how, acting is fantastic. The characters are already like super interesting and enjoyable. How far did you get? Like, what's the last thing that happened? Um, I don't really want to spoil stuff for people. Actually, I'll say one thing to anybody listening who hasn't played it. There's actually just like one big spoiler in the game and it's at the very end. So we're not going to talk about that. And Sean doesn't even know about it yet. Yeah, obviously. So, um, <laughs> let's see. Um, what's the thing? What's something that's happened? The, uh, there's a power line that has been, uh, damaged. Okay. Okay. I know where you are. Yeah, like in the next few parts, there's going to be like this weird romantic scene. Like I, the reason I bring this up. Don't, is that, no spoilers. No spoilers. No, I don't want to know what's coming. The up. reason why I bring this up is because like the writing in that game is so good. It makes something that could be like super cheesy into like a really nice heartfelt like moment between two people that have never even seen each other. And that's how that sure. whole game feels. And it's actually like just f- fucking amazing it's well really you want to talk about heartfelt like that intro like just gut punched before you're even playing it's like oh <laughs> man this is, it's like a pixar movie that just starts off like oh and guess what his his love of his life is dead yeah oh, sorry to hear that old man from up like <laughs> yeah that's a sad sad intro um 
Yeah, that's um But it's but it's also funny. And like I will yeah. I'm going to spoil this one line and it's super early. It's like 45 minutes in. You you walk out of like a cave and and there's a there's a guy there. Yeah. Uh, who's on the up on the cliff and 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 the main character's like there's there's a guy out here and and the girl uh calls back. She's like, "Really?" Okay, I'm gonna. I don't I hate to break this to you, but you're outside. Yeah, and yeah. There are there are people come and go outside. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, like just perfect because like for because it it feels like Gone Home in which you're just waiting for like okay, where's the monster? You know what I mean? Like yeah, like the whole a lot of Gone Home is like trying to like spook you into thinking there's something else there, and and there's there's nothing crazy in Gone Home. And this one. There's it's hinting at that, too, just because you're so alone and whatnot and some some weird things are happening. And then just like they just completely play with that. Like, yeah. OK, yeah, they're, they're like, it's totally weird when you see that guy and it's like, oh, crap. And that part like, scared the oh, shit wait, out of me. And, yeah. But then she's she's like, dude, you're you're in a national park and it's yeah. the middle of the day. And you're like, yeah, you're you're totally right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, nah, it's pretty good. So um, I mean, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to play more of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Girlf- I definitely. Girlfriend's going to be busy all tomorrow evening, so I'm just going to blitz through that game. Sweet. Yeah, I definitely want to talk to you about that game after. Um, I'll just like vaguely talk a little bit more about why I like it and why. Okay, I- so you do like it. I'm glad to hear that. And what things I don't like about it because you seemed like are. way skeptical before you picked it up. Yeah, I was way skeptical. Um, for anybody that has played Gone Home, it follows a lot of those trends, like um. It feels very much like a gone home out in the wilderness, but I will say the addition of like having a faceless voice at the end of like a communication device really lends credence to like I don't know, maybe some thoughtful more like or more thoughtful story design elements and stuff. Like having another person. Well, I think to what you mean is, is there's of, there's there's dialogue, like you're engaging with it. Yeah, gone there's home, dialogue. Gone home has a faceless you know, narrator too in, in these audio logs. Well, she's, but this one you yeah. talk back. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a def there's a dialogue going on gone home. It's all kind of in her head reading stuff and like the tapes and stuff from the sister or whatever. And you're just kind of exploring this house and seeing like what happened here, like what the story was where this, you're kind of building a story with another character and it helps it flow a little bit better. I think um, it has some of the downfalls. I didn't like, of uh gone home either where it feels like there are a few red herrings that they kind of just try to throw you off the path of what's really going on but firewatch does have more reasoning behind why those red herrings exist and like they explain them through more i think a little bit where gone home felt like they just kind of threw it in because they needed a reason to keep the intrigue going because the story i didn't feel the story in gone home was inherently interesting and uh I don't think the story was necessarily inherently interesting with how it wraps up in Firewatch either, but the journey to get there is like why you play that game. And I think it does that miraculously. And I really, really enjoy it. It is a game. I think that if you don't want to pay money for it, you could get away with watching somebody play it. And here's a plug that I played through the whole thing. And I have videos up of it on my Twitch and YouTube. You could go watch me play it if you want, but um, that game is all about that dialogue, that writing, that voice acting, and it's so well done. <laughs> like, right? It's and I'm, so I'm a big fan well of of those writers, like Sean Bannerman, Jake Rodkin. Like, and they they the last game they worked on was Walking Dead season one. Yeah, was my game of the year of that year. Like, 
I like their writing, so I'm excited. Did you guys hear about this guy who got peeved at the praise? So this is kind of one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about, Firewatch. What, you mean like every game? Yeah, but like Firewatch specifically, a lot of people have like been saying the people that don't want that game or like want that type of game, their only argument right now and like what everything devolves down to is I don't want to pay $20 for a game I can't play more than once for four hours, which is fair. I don't think anybody should feel like they have to, but like I don't like that that is what's taking over the narrative on like why you should like or not like that game. It's kind of irritating because I think that game does something special that like you don't necessarily you could watch or you could play yourself. It's up to you. But like I think it should be experienced and I think it's kind of disingenuous to all parties involved if you just boil it down to it's not worth $20. Like I just think that's kind of gross for this type of thing. Well, I mean – and and like the, I don't even want like want to have this discussion because like every game someone complains about the price for something, mm-hmm. and it's like I think it just boils down to you know twenty dollars, forty dollars, sixty dollars, whatever the price is, means different things to different people. Like yeah, you know I don't I don't know where you are in your life toward twenty bucks. You know might be a lot. When I was a lot younger, twenty bucks was definitely a lot. Uh, whereas you know I have a job now, I twenty bucks is not that bad. Um. So it's like, you know, that that it's it's going to be like, you know, use your money the way you want. If mm. this game's not for you, is then, you know, save your money for something else. Yeah, for sure. So Well, I'm glad you liked it. I I can't wait to play more of it. Yeah. Um is that all you played? That's all I played. Then I'll finish up with what I've been playing. Uh just the witness like the okay. whole time uh this last two weeks. Um I saw John finished it. I was really hoping he was going to be on this episode. Or I don't yeah. know if he finished it, but he has like a lot of the trophies, so I'm pretty sure he finished it. Yeah. In what seems like one night, he just kind of sat down and like went through it. Okay, so uh, he I like had, finished it. He didn't do the stuff after finishing it. He, yeah, he had he doesn't have all the trophies. Right. Okay. And from what I understand, there's not only post game content, but post game post game content. Yeah. Um, but I think he has seen the credits roll. Uh. I'm I've got to be real close, but like the reason I I wasn't able to do the podcast last week is I my parents were in town, so I didn't get a ton of time playing games. But when we were just kind of hanging around, I would just put up the witness, and because it's like such a simpleized like puzzle kind of game, like like my dad actually started helping me out with some of the puzzles. Yeah, like because because eventually I would just be sitting there staring at the same screen for almost ten minutes, just trying to work out like which way can the line move? And then my dad was like, why is it just like frozen? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out the puzzle. Like, and I would explain, you know, this dot is not allowed to go with this one. This one means I have to ignore one of these. Mm-hmm. And then we would just sit there being like, can it go up here? Oh, have you tried this one? And like, that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Like I never do game stuff with my dad at all. And just the simple line puzzle was easy enough for him to like jump into it and stuff. Cool. And even though he wasn't able to like actually give me the solution like ever like he would often recommend like oh why don't you try this follow this and i'd be like okay let me give you three reasons why this doesn't work (laughs) it was still just being able to kind of like talk it out helps with so many puzzles like i'd be like no i can't do that because of this oh but hang on what if i just rotated that oh i think we got onto it like just kind of talking it out with someone was was just super nice and that's just a cool thing to do so um people are still playing the witness like have a friend over have a have a significant other just sit down with you 
like almost completely changes the vibe of that game. It mm-hmm. takes it from just being like cold and quiet to like you're discussing this, and that's like that's awesome. That was so much fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, for people kind of taking along, I have seven laser beams done. I thought I heard something like you only needed seven before you could do the final section. Um, but, uh, I kind of just hit like a real hard puzzle and I was like, man, and and then I got, and then, then like other games are coming out. So it's like, do I want to play firewatch or do I want to sit and maybe not accomplish anything on the witness? Yeah. So I'm really worried, like how I'm going to do with the witness. Am I just going to break down and like look up solutions, which I don't want to, but it's, it's getting like harder and harder to justify spending my free time. Yeah on the witness words all i know right now is i'm going to be sit there staring at it and i might not get anywhere um but we'll see like i said i want to do firewatch tomorrow and then fire is coming out so we'll see what happens with the witness yep good games though good games that that kind of look similar those two (laughs) yeah a little bit yeah for sure all right let's go into news we have a bunch because there's two weeks worth oh actually i forgot one thing Okay. Not for no for news. I'm sorry. So like oh, still so part. even more news. Yeah. Uh, the emotional game awards happened. So oh, that's right. Do you want to quickly right. go through what let's we just, thought? Let's just go to that. Someone sent that in. I don't remember who it was again, but thank you for sending in the the winners of the emotional games awards. If people remember, a few weeks ago, uh, this was an award show that we just laughed at. Yes, and then uh, we so, made predictions. Oh, did we? Oh, did yeah. we write them down? Yes, I have them. <laughs> oh my god, this is so exciting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You do that. I'm going to mute myself and blow my nose. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's open this up. I'm not going to be able to rechat for a second here. Here we go though. So the first award was for best emotional game. The non Okay. Yeah. Can you can you tell say what you the three of us yes. uh wanted then the winner? Yes. Okay, perfect. The, Sorry, no- the nominees were Beyond Eyes, Everybody's Gone to, or Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Her Story, Life is Strange, Never Alone, and Ori in the Blind Forest. What was this category again? Uh, best Emotional Game. Okay, so this is like the big one? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I said it's probably going to be Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. And like reading that now and knowing the answer, I don't know what I was thinking, but whatever. I don't know the answer, but just hearing you that, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, John's answer was her story. Okay. I don't think he's played it, but okay. Yeah. And your answer was life is strange. I got it. Like got a rep, got a rep. Life is strange. And you were right. Life is strange. Won right. Best emotional game. Oh, I, that's, that's great. Like, I'm so happy to hear that I was right. I'm so happy <laughs> that my favorite game of last year won this dumb award. And I'm so happy that this dumb award exists. Yeah. We have a few more to go through, so I'll just be a little quicker about it. Uh, Best Emotional Artistic Game Achievement nominees were Beyond Eyes, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Mind, Path to Thalamus Enhanced Edition, which we none of us knew about, Never Alone, Ori and the Blind Forest, and Sunless Sea. We all three said Ori and the Blind Forest. Sorry, sorry, again, what was the category? Emotional Artistic Game Achievement. I don't okay, know what it uh, means. I don't know what that means either. Not not a single thing. What does that even mean? Exactly. So we all said Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> okay. That's a great game. I like that game. And we were all three wrong. The best <laughs> emotional artistic game achievement went to Everybody Who's Gone to the Rapture. Sure. All right. Uh, congrats <laughs> to Everyone Who's Gone to the Rapture. Yeah. You really did it. Okay. You, you did something. I don't know what you did. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> 
Uh, next one, best emotional game design. What does that even mean? Okay, keep going. The nominees were Emily is Away, Her Story, Life is Strange, Out of Sight, Papa and Yo, and Star Sky. All three yeah, of Papa us. Papa EO came out like four years ago. All three of us said that, and we were all three right. Papa and Yo won. What? what? <laughs> Best emotional game design. Since this is the first emotional game awards, are they just taking all games up to this point and then they'll segment them by years or something? Probably. Like, I, I mean, I mean, no, probably not. But still, like Papa EO came out literally. I believe if that came out six years ago, I think that was twenty ten. Yeah, I think it was. Too. I remember talking to you about it at PAX in 2010. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe it came out on Ouya or something, and that's what they're counting. Anyway, yeah. okay. Best game design, emotionally speaking. Papa EO, congrats. Yep. Uh, next award was for best emotional VR game. Okay. This is different. Uh, we didn't know any of them, so by default, we all guessed The Unknown Photographer. Okay. Because it was made by the National Film Board of Canada, and we wanted to rep Canada. The other nominees were Sens, Mind, Path to Thelm is Enhanced Edition, and Home is Where One Starts. Again, like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. And the winner was? The uh, winner was Sens, S-E-N-S, by Red Corner. Okay. And So we were wrong. Uh, next one up was Best Emotional Mobile and Handheld Nominees. Okay. That's actually um, different, too. Okay. We, like, we didn't know any of these, but except for her story, so we all said her story. Okay. And her story won, so we were right. Look at us go. <laughs> yep. Uh, best so, emotion- so far, that's one for you and John and two for me? Yes. All right. Uh, no, three for you, two for us. Okay. Oh, right. Poppy, you. I forgot about that. Uh, yep. Yep. Best emotional music. Okay. When the nominees were Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Life is Strange, Lost in Harmony, Lumini, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Void and Meddler. John and I both said Ori in the Blind Forest. You said Life is Strange. What, what was the category again? The category is Best Emotional Music. Oh, music. Okay. And all three of us were wrong. It was Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I just watched some of the Dice Awards and already won music, so... Yeah. And it beat Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. That was also a nominee. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Best emotional indie games? I mean, That Dragon oh, Cancer... Oh, good. Cool. Was... All these AAAs we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. That Dragon Cancer is the one we all guessed because it's the only one we recognized. That came out this year. What year are they talking oh, about? Oh, wait. Never mind. We recognize a few more. Okay, these were the nominees. Best Emotional Indie Games, Among the Sleep, Emily is Away, Sunless Sea, That Dragon Cancer, Venti Messi, and Wheels of Aurelia. Okay. The winner was Again, That Dragon Cancer. these are a combination of 2015 and 16 games. Yep. <clears throat> that Dragon Cancer was the winner. So did we I vote were for that? Right. Yes. All three we, all of us did. we all voted? Yep. Okay. So what is that? Four to five or three to four? Four to five. Uh, four to three, I think. So you got four, we got three? I think so, yeah. Four, five, six. There were seven in total, so you beat the 50%. Look at me go. You're I over mean, 50% right. They don't call me the game archaeologist for nothing. The The game scholar... The game scholar. They call me the Michael Jordan of video games. 
Oh, that's that was another thing about Rise of the Tomb Raider. I thought it was silly, but like it was fine because it's a video game. When you like are reading something in Greek and you're just like, "Oh, I'm I I know Greek better now." <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you should probably know Greek before you try to read it." <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That when was great though. When your Greek levels up or you're Russian or whatever, like I mean, that, it is the most video gamey thing. Totally. Yes. Totally. It's it's great though. All right. Um, speaking of really good uh, pieces of news, yeah. For some reason, a Sonic the Hedgehog movie yep. is a thing. I'm so in. Um, mix of live action and animated. All right. Let's. I'm just going to read this quote. Okay. Sega Sammy Group is currently planning with Sony Pictures to create a live action and animation hybrid Sonic the Hedgehog movie scheduled for release in 2018. Like with this CG animation production, we would like to expend our business into other entertainment areas beyond what we are currently involved. Um, and then I saw a lot of those that gifs of uh, Sonic kissing a human girl. Yes. How? Hey, how excited are you on a scale of Prince of Persia starring Jake Gyllenhaal to Ratchet and Clank movie? That is a weird That's scale. Simple. What's the mid ground there? <laughs> um. Assassin's Creed starring Michael Fassbender. I'm probably a little less Assassin's Creed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Good. No, that's, that's good. I love this picture in NeoGAF <laughs> that in the link you put in the show notes, the first picture there is so good. It's pretty good. Danny DeVito as Eggman. So it's good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I'll put a link in the, uh, in the chat, it's just a, a link to a, a NeoGAF forum, but um, yeah, that's pretty good. Keanu Reeves as yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> and he's oh, is that Vin Diesel? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, Vin it Diesel. Is. And then Steve Buscemi, <laughs> yep, as Tails. Yep. Oh, that's great. That's Wait, that's great. real? Oh, that picture was fake. I love that, Michael. Thought that might be real. That's so good. Well, obviously, that's fake. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a thing that yeah. I don't think is going to happen. Call yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Titanfall 2, uh, it's going to have a single player. Yes. That's the thing. That's cool. Uh, Kanye West's game was announced. Yes. Um, did you look at this? Yes. Um, the game is... Oh, what is it called again? There's a teaser trailer out there. It is called... Only one. Only one. And it is about his mom going to heaven. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. So you can find a teaser trailer for it out there. Uh, Kanye West video game. Everyone. Yeah. There you did, go. did you hear that new album yet? Uh, no. Okay. Did you? Yeah. It's not that good. In my did you opinion. hear Martin Screlly tried to buy it again? For ten million dollars, if he wouldn't release it to anyone else, like he did with the Wu Tang Clan, that's funny. Uh, I like that guy. Martin Shkreli is literally a supervillain. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> so he is good. literally a supervillain. Oh my god. Anyway, um, here's some like actual interesting news. So, Quantum Break got confirmed for PC. Yeah. Uh, and X, uh, which that that was the new part. Um, also, if you get it on, and I think it's coming out next month, if I remember correctly, in March. It was either March or April, but this new story is April, April, or late 5th. March, April, okay. 5th. yeah, 
So close to March. Yep. Um, if you get it digital on the Xbox One, yeah, uh, pre-order it digitally. You get a PC version for free. That's cool. That's cool. They then announced this week that it's going to be Windows Store exclusive. Great. So that's not that's not cool. Um, Does that mean I need Windows 10 to even get it? Probably. probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really affect me because obviously I'm going to get on Xbox One. I love Remedy Entertainment. Well, I should say that. I love Alan Wake a lot. Okay. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. It looks cool. Uh, so I'll definitely be playing that. Cool. Uh, Destiny expansion is going to be coming this year, and Destiny 2 is going to be next year. Okay. Uh, which I like. I like Destiny. I could go for more expansions. Uh, they should raise the level cap a little bit as well. That would be ideal for me. Cool. And then as of last night, two nights ago? Two nights ago, I think. Yeah, you can now get a Nintendo account. Did you sign up? Yes, I did. I, I did too, yeah. Uh... Probably no real reason to, <laughs> but this is, I guess they're going to be doing some kind of reward system. We'll see if it's good at all. I did for Mitomo. You can also pre-register <laughs> for Mitomo, the yeah. app coming out next month, yep. which is going to be like Tomodachi Life. That's what I did. I'm so stoked. Yeah, I didn't like that game at all, but I also pre-registered for that. So there's that too. Yep. Um, I'll probably play that game twice. Yeah. For, for about 10 minutes each. That's my guess. Cool. That's more than it probably deserves. So, all yeah. right. <clears throat> all right. There's a bunch of uh, quick news. Let's do questions because there's so many questions. And they're long, too. <laughs> there's some long ones. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, where can people send questions in? Uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, facebook.com slash topdownperspective, TDP podcast on Twitter, or john's p.o box which i don't remember off the top of my head so go to his youtube channel click the about button and it'll say it there i think yeah did you say the facebook group yes did you say the twitter account yes oh and reddit (laughs) (laughs) i am subscribed to that yes yeah um all right i'll read this first one all right Bruce wrote in and said a couple days ago, John played TMNT tournament fighters for the Sega Genesis on one of his streams, watching him play briefly as one of the most broken characters in the game. April O'Neil gave me fond memories from back in the day when I would just completely decimate the AI with her, even going so far as maxing out the score. It was rather easy to do. Once you know the trick to it, there are several frames of animation that render anyone completely vulnerable uh, to throws as they are getting up from a fall. In this particular game, throws happen to be completely unblockable. Add April's speed to the mix, implying she's fast enough to walk back to the character as soon as she's thrown them, and you have someone who can throw an opponent continuously until oh, they man. lose the match. Okay. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is sometimes in a video game, you just want to show the computer who's boss. It just feels good, you know? Sure. Uh, so I guess my question is whether it's uh, to compensate for unbalanced gameplay mechanics, or if you simply want to throw the con- or to troll the computer. What's your favorite exploits to use in video games? Okay. Uh, NES era, the fact that like there was sprite limitations, I liked exploiting that to get past hard parts in like Mega Man or like any of those platformers or whatever, where you could like kind of move the screen and then move it like back a little bit. 
So you could like despawn somebody that was in your way. I always like doing those. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's more of an exploit because it's a cheat code. But unlimited grind, grind in Tony Hawk. That one's real fun. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't play with unlimited grind in Tony Hawk? Especially when you have like a bowl that you just like go around for like five hours while you're watching TV. Right. Something. Right. Or like you're like playing with your buddy, and it's like. Okay, dude, this was funny for the first five minutes, but stop because we're both just going to do this while playing horse and no one's going to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely used the uh, Pokemon, uh, like original Pokemon, like Miss Signo glitch. Oh, pretty, I... pretty yeah. often. Uh, that was a way to duplicate items uh, by catching a glitched Pokemon mm-hmm. and then you would get 99 or whatever was in like the sixth slot. I definitely did that a lot. That actually reminds me, in Diablo 1, there was a glitch where if you threw down, like, what you would do is throw down, like, a mana potion or a health potion, the cheapest one you could buy, and then you would throw your armor down on the ground, walk away, and then walk back, like, click on your armor to walk back and pick it up at the same time as you were, like, clicking uh, one of your potions, it would duplicate it because the game memory would get all like frazzled because you're you're adding like the, your armor or weapon or whatever you're trying to duplicate into your inventory. So if you clicked on like your mana potion or something at the same time, it would duplicate the item and then you could like sell it to other people and players. That was a fun one. Yeah, you could definitely duplicate Pokemon in several of them. I remember the second one though; it involved like trading Pokemon and then like canceling out of the trade at the last second. So there's like two copies of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely did that a lot too. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty good. There's a couple. Yeah. All right. Joey writes in a couple decades back, Capcom released Mega Man, the Wily Wars, a compilation of the first three Mega Man games for the Genesis slash Mega Drive. As a part of the game, they added in a new mode with new levels that allowed you to pick and choose what powers you wanted to give Mega Man to use in the stages, letting you use any of the weapons from the first three games. Are there any other franchises you think would be suited to this kind of gimmick, allowing you to pick from an arsenal of powers from previous games to use in new levels? Personally, I would love a Kirby game that allowed you to do that, since some of the Kirby copy abilities are spread throughout different games in the series and have never returned again. R.A.P. Refrigerator Kirby from Kirby 64. Uh, so I had an idea for one. I can't remember now. So a game where we want to use some of its older like abilities or traits. Yeah. Um, oh, and specifically like arson, like powers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of character, like long enough series where they've like changed the character enough. Yeah. I had something in my head and I totally lost it. Yeah, okay, Michael for the win actually sparked it back in my head. In Zelda, I really like in uh, Link Between Worlds that like you can just buy all your items at the beginning or rent them from like your sh- the shop or whatever and just yep. have them. So I think that would be cool. And it would be cool to bring back some of the weird things from old Zelda games. Sure. I'd like to see some of the, speaking of Zelda, some of the 2D uh items in just one of the 3d ones sure or or specifically like twilight princess because it's one it's so like dark and moody 
Yeah. And then if you just put like the cape, so just links just like flipping around, gliding everywhere, <laughs> or just like, or what's the rod that like makes a block? Like just something yeah. super silly yeah. in that in that moody, depressing game. That'd be yeah. pretty funny. Um, all, all I'm thinking of is like Nintendo properties. Yeah, I am too. Like, what else is like? I'm sure there's like a Final Fantasy answer here where it's like, I wish this character was in it or like this summon or something. Oh, yeah, there probably is. I'm just trying I was, to I was thinking because people keep talking about Fire Emblem in the chat, but they kind of did that in Awakening. A lot of the old characters uh, you could get as like DLC and get them in your group. So that's already happened. I want the Super Mario World cape in every Mario game ever. That's a good point. Sure, sure. I was just thinking of Super Mario Maker because a lot of the things they've yeah. like retrofitted them into them. Yeah. And then a lot of the things they haven't as well. But uh, like doors and stuff have been put back, which is definitely cool. Yeah. All right. Chris has two questions and they're concerning the idea for a healthcare thing by Nintendo. Okay. Number one, what would it be? What would it be called if it came out? His guess is the Wii Fitbit. Um. Obviously, that couldn't happen. Right. <laughs> um, what do you think? What would they call it? I'm trying to think of something like with a U in it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I bet it actually has me in it now that I think about it. Because then it doesn't need to be tied to a system. Jesus Christ. It would be something weird. Yeah, well, honestly, it'd probably be like a new word, like a new name. But I'm just trying to think of some kind of pun or anything. And now that I'm just like on the spot, I can't think of anything like okay, like me. Like maybe maybe they would do something where it's like energy, but with two eyes. Yeah. Or, or uh, like like I know. The Japanese word for like health and energy is Genki. You could put two eyes on the end of that. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't think they'd do that in in, in the West, America. Though. No, right? like Absolutely. they probably wanted to have one unified name. So health, I think they come up with just like a new name, just kind of like, like health with a new e with two eyes. Health e with two eyes. I don't. Yeah, I mean, not great, but I don't think we're gonna get any better than that right now. <laughs> uh, we're on the spot. Th- so, second question: Do you think Nintendo would work? connectivity with the healthcare platform into some other games like a new poker walker if so what games do you think would work the connectivity into yeah they need to do that the poker walker was dope yeah i could definitely like whatever the next pokemon is like transferring something over like and if it all connected to your smartphone that'd be easy enough to do yeah um like obviously Mitomo, they could just do that sure get steps for something like if you make like it like okay so you're making your me right but instead of like just choosing everything it's asking you how old are you how heavy are you or whatever like what's your weight and stuff so like you put in a thing and you just have like this fat me and then if you walk around a lot it uses like the your odometer or whatever in your fucking phone it's just like oh you walked like a hundred steps today and your me gets a little thinner <laughs> it's like sure yeah, yeah. maybe um, or I, ju- oh, man, I just had one. 
Oh, uh, instead of getting play coins on the 3DS by yeah. having it in sleep mode and walking around with it, it just gets the play coins there and transfers them over so your 3DS can be turned off for once in your life. Yeah. How about just, just put Street Passes on that? Yeah. And, like, I still need the 3DS at home, and I got to, like, transfer them over. But now I don't have to keep my 3DS on rest mode with its crappy battery the whole time. How about something that you hook up to your shoes that when you're running, you power a small battery to power your DS? So if you want to play, you got to go for a jog. <laughs> and if you could do it at the same time. Yeah. So you could jog with your DS. <laughs> Like, oh god i'm running out of power gonna run faster. you just start running faster yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they're pretty good that'd be pretty good um uh yeah well those are all dumb yeah so there's a there's some ideas for you all right next email james writes in and says so lately sean has been going through the ace attorney games however i noticed that he nor any of the hosts have a way to play ace attorney investigations too since it wasn't released outside of japan my personal favorite in the series. There are actually two ways to go through this game, a playable ROM for computer or a watchable version on YouTube. I have links to both. He includes the links to both and then says on that note, if this email isn't long enough already, what is your favorite bit of flavor text in Ace Attorney so far? He also uh, sent in uh, some reasons why he likes each different version, but it was just like real long. So I was, I just kind of cut it out for that. I'm just linking um, in the chat as well. Two in the chat. Yep. Cool. Um, favorite bit of flavor text. You know, I was trying to think about this, and I know there's one that I think it was back in Ace Attorney 2 just made me laugh, but I can't remember it at all. But I love when things start getting really weird, and then some characters are just not having it, and they're just like, what are you, what are you doing? Because uh, that's, a, that's a weird series, and weird things do happen, but then sometimes they're like, you're, you're just being silly. Stop it. Yeah. Um, you probably don't really have anything. You've nope. only played a bit of the first game. You got to finish that game, man. I know. Gotta One day. Uh, I'm surprised that second game never came uh, to the West. But maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do the watchable version. Yeah. See what that's like. For sure. Uh, and then you know, I obviously love all the the funny uh, names that are puns like in the most recent case there was one guy he runs a noodle stand his name was guy eldoon eldoon is noodle backwards nice or i think one guy's name was just like bad guy backwards or something like that which was pretty silly anyway i got this next one sombrero mustache with the recent stories of Tales of Symphonia and Arkham Knight having terrible PC ports, along with several publishers often delivering an awful PC port, what do you? Oh, hang on. What do you... I'm going to? I'm going to. I'm assuming. What do you think the yeah. reaction would be if a company that has had a bad track record with ports, Ubisoft, for example, said, "We don't care about the PC market, and we will no longer develop PC ports." Does Ubisoft have a bad, tra bad track record with ports, considering, you, like, the last three games they released were superior on PC? Yeah, you would know way better than me. I don't know. Like, How I know Assassin's Creed been? The last one was totally fine. It was Unity that was broken. And before then, I, I think they were all okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they, um, they might have a bad track record with games <laughs> development in general, um, but... 
Well, what if like Warner Brothers stopped because Batman was bad, Mortal Kombat was bad? They did. They're not supporting Mortal Kombat X on the PC anymore. Right. Yeah. But I, I'm saying stop as in like the next game is not. I've I, There's enough on the PC that have at it, boys. I don't fucking care. It just means I'm going to spend more time with somebody else's product. So do you think it would impact them a lot? I them? Guess. Probably like, not. You don't you don't think the PC's a big enough share for the, like market share for them? For them specifically, I don't think so. Especially, you know what, they might be better not developing for PC because if like every time they do, they just get shit on for having shitty ports. So it sure. might be a better business decision in the long run. I want to think a lot of these games though do go on the PC. Like there's a lot of PC gamers now with Steam and how cheap things get. Yep. Like it would be obviously, a if it was a PC share, heavy, but... like I mean, obviously, if it was a PC heavy company, you know, they can't get rid of PC. But then you look at like, um, Fraxis, yeah. not putting out console versions of the XCOM game, like that almost seems crazy. Not really. I bet tons of people were on that console game. Yeah, probably. And but you know, I guess they they just looked at it and they're like, well, we can focus on making a really good PC version if we don't have to work on like three different versions. Yeah. I'm, so, I mean, sh- I'm sure it'll come out as like an ultimate edition on the Xbox or PlayStation eventually anyway. Yeah, like next spring or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the one, the upside though is like for access, they can kind of focus on, on like one uh, target or two targets as opposed to three. And also PC, Putting games on PC is a lot harder because there's so many different like benchmarks that you have to take into account. Like that's why when you go through like a support thing, it's like, all right, what graphics card do you have? Do you, how much RAM? What's your CPU? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, because it could be like any number of things, which is you know per- personally one of the reasons I'm not a big PC gamer because it's like I don't have the time or patience to figure all this stuff out. Sure. Whereas I know on my console, it's just gonna work. Mm-hmm. For the most part, like I, I have what I need for sure. Yeah, it's a problem with the game if it's not working. Yeah, in which case, if that game isn't working on the console, it will work on the PC because a community will, member will probably fix it. That's that's kind of a nice thing too. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird catch twenty two, whichever way you go. Honestly, yeah, which I think there's already like a pretty good Tales of Symphonia fix from the the yeah. community already. Yeah, I heard that there is. I've still been meaning to check that out, but people said don't buy the port. It's terrible. So, I don't know. Uh, And then he has a second question. Uh, If all three of you can speak French, can you have a conversation in French uh, to confuse the chat? Je ne sais pas. That's all I I know in French. Yeah, I don't don't speak French. (laughs) I don't speak any French. My mom speaks French. Yeah. Um, Does John speak French? No, he doesn't. I don't think he and does. The reason I know that is because last week he streamed DuckTales, and it was a French version that he bought for cheap or something, and he, he didn't he understand read it. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. There we go. Um, keep in mind, two of us are from the west side of Canada, which is not yeah. French, like, at all. Yeah. John has less of an excuse. Bonjour baguette. Super nerds got the idea. Okay, Andrew writes in. Sean, are we still paying respects? If so, an F for you. Also, here is a master list of visual novels suggested by the R slash visual novel community. I'm going to... I can put it in the chat. Okay, cool. 
as you've read visual novels in the past, I really recommend checking out Muvlove Love for first from this list. I've been wanting to check that out myself, actually. I will state that it's an 18-plus uh, virtual novel due to content. That's why I want to check it out, by the way. <laughs> it starts oh, out as a generic slice-of-life visual novel. However, once you clear the two main heroines' roots, things become incredibly interesting. The story from there is continued in Muv Love Alternative, also 18+, due to content, though not just sexual content, which I think most fans agree has the best story of all. Both of these games require using the English patch unless you understand Japanese, in which case you'll be fine after you finish it. If you're like me, you'll want something lighthearted, for which my girlfriend is the president is a good choice. From there, Jisenju no Mao, I guess, and Grisaya no Kajitsu, are great stories along with everything else on the list. Okay, so this is literally just an email like telling you what's Just giving us novels. some recommendations. That's cool. I like yep, that. Thank you for writing in. I've wanted to try Muv Love, actually. And, and hopefully maybe it'll help out someone else, a listener maybe, who's interested in, yeah. in visual novels. I did not know that there was an R visual novel Reddit, but of course there is. There's a subreddit for everything. Also, Astro Games, I believe Muff Love was getting localized. I don't know if it, like, for sure is, though. I remember hearing something about that. Anyway, we can continue on. Theodore writes in, Fire Emblem Fate releases tomorrow. Actually, it's, it released 45 minutes ago. <laughs> and the review embargo has lifted, which brings the first question. What do you think of GameSpot's amazing review for Conquest? ultimately giving it a 7 out of 10 and citing it as being too difficult because, among other fantastic reasons, it doesn't allow you to level grind. I actually went to GameSpot. They have a different reviewer on all three of the versions, so it got a 7, 8, and a 9. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I haven't looked into it at all, but if they did take out uh, the thing to being out of level grind, which is something they added in Awakening that I actually didn't care for, um, I could see how the level grinding was helpful to some, but if you just kept like a pretty core group, like, it, you know, your character, your characters kind of leveled up as much as they needed to, as you went along. And that also kind of allowed me to make it more of a puzzle game. It's like, well, these are, these are my units. Like I can't really use anyone else. Um, but I could see how you get yourself in a corner. So honestly, for me, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. Uh, and for another, what's an absurd concept, or really just any concept you like, for a weapon in a video game that hasn't been done yet? Could be in concept or in execution. Personally, I think it'd be great to see a game where you can go around as a grumpy office executive with the main objective being to accidentally spill coffee onto onto your annoying coworkers. That's it a sounds great like idea. It sounds like job simulator. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea, actually. That's not bad. Um, an absurd concept for a weapon in a video game. Uh, Wayne's World that, had music. I feel like everything's been done. A lot of things have been done. There's nothing else worth inventing. Everything's been invented. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking of Jeff, Jeff Gersman's uh, gun that shoots bikes in That's Gary's Mod. good. Which is pretty funny. Actually, Duck Game has some weird, absurd weapons that are pretty fun, like the suicide gun. <laughs> Great. It's a gun with a barrel pointing the wrong way, so if you shoot it, you kill yourself. That just that just, that sounds like a munchkin yeah. uh, card. Like, you would see that card. Like, I can just see it. I've gotten a kill with it, though. 
by falling faster than the bullet could hit me, so I fell and it hit somebody behind me. That's pretty good. That sounds like an achievement. Like it, there would be yeah. an achievement for doing it that. Should, I felt like it should have been. That was um, fun. Like an absurd weapon. A portal gun. Wait. <laughs> yeah, portal had the portal gun was pretty neat. This is a uh, th- this is obviously this gun's real, but I would love to see in like a first person shooter in the multiplayer version like trank guns. So you just okay. put people to sleep and then they're just kind of stuck there for like 30 seconds. Okay. So kind of like Metal Gear Solid. I gu- I guess Metal Gear Solid has it. That's true. I've never played Metal Gear Online. If that's what oh, you're I don't know. About. No, I don't know if online does, but like, oh, I, no, no, I'm, I'm talking like online play, like against other humans. Yeah, but like it would have the same effect, sort of thing, where they just yeah, they, get they go to they go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, I think it would even be funnier if they had the the timer before they went to sleep, like because they have a few seconds, right, a little bit of time. Yeah. Unless you get a headshot, then it's immediate. I think that'd be funny if they're like, "Oh crap, I have like ten seconds before my character just passes out. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be pretty good. Um. But in terms of like weird guns or like just a weapon in the video, like his thing is like you're using coffee as your weapon in his sure. fake game. Sure. You sure. can use anything as a weapon depending on the context. That'd be kind of interesting if there was some kind of weapons where, like in a Nintendo game, Amiibos got you different, like, ammo or different, like, powers that your weapon could do. That's actually a cool idea. I really like that idea. Uh, and then you can maybe even, like, here, here's an idea. Okay, so every time you die, you can change your loadout. Yeah. And, and while you're waiting to respawn, you can grab three of your Amiibos and tap them, and that's your loadout. You're going to get, like, Mario's Fireball. You're going to get uh, Link's like spin attack and you're going to get uh Kirby's puff up ability or something. Yeah. And then it's some kind of brawler fight thing. I think that'd be cool. And you can change it every time you die. Cause you have like 30 seconds before you respawn and you just, you know, t- grab your amiibos, tap with the three you want. That'd be cool. Do you remember a game called mental drift? Nope. I don't know if it ever came out or not. It was a game that we saw at a PAX. It was by lo and behold games, uh, trio of people two guys and one girl um lo and behold game sounds really familiar their game basis was you basically would use words to like form a bridge or to like be some form platforms you could like oh i do remember this so maybe something that game was canceled yeah i remember looking that up a while back that game was canceled yes yep now all of this is familiar yep uh yep that was kind of a unique thing that's true that's true Okay, uh, Matthew writes in with the MPD numbers. You ready for this? Oh, it's a short one. That's right, because it's January. December was the big one that you missed out on, actually. That was me and John. Um, all right. MPD okay. numbers for January 2016. PS4, roughly 230,000. Xbox One, roughly 130,000. Wii U at roughly 40,000, and 3DS at roughly 70,000. So those seem about right. PS4 yep. is actually way higher than I thought it'd be, but that's cool. That's quite a bit, yeah. Uh, for games, Paper Jam, 71,000. That seems about right, probably. Uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, 53,000. I was curious what that abbreviation was. Way to go. I'm surprised you got that. 
I've been actually wanting that game. <laughs> oh, so, okay. There you go. So if it's not that game, I'm sorry, but it's on the mind right now. <laughs> uh, the Resident Evil Zero HD remaster or remake or whatever was 38,000 with PS4 version making up 73% of that. Uh, Life is Strange, that's probably the full retail release, I'm Again, guessing. I, I couldn't think what that was. Good job. Yeah, the full retail release of Life is Strange, 27,000. The PS4 that... version making up seventy-eight 74.8% of that. Interesting. And Rise of the Tomb Raider, lifetime to date, Xbox One, 368,000. And for the 360, 71,000. Yep. Curious what the, uh, what the uh, PC version will be. How, how well yeah. that will do. Yeah, definitely agree. All right. Uh, this one is from Joiner Fusion. Hey there, I'm the guy that asked about the Evolution Tournament lineups last year, and I would have asked again at a more relevant time, but someone pretty much beat me to the punch. So if you remember that, you know what the qu- what questions to expect. Should we save the one that says for John? For like next time he's on, I can just move it ahead. Yes, I think all these. Yeah, this whole section is for John, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's specifically asking him his opinions on oh, like I rosters. Of okay. Yeah, we'll jump to the ones for us for Sean and Paul. Yeah. Though John can chip uh, chip in if he wants. Same question as last year. Which recent games have you played that you think would fit well in a non-fighting game type Evo? I mean, it's Rocket League, right? Yeah, and he even says personally, I'd look forward to Rocket League, oh, yeah, <laughs> and or Splatoon team tournaments. That's those are great ideas for sure. Um, also, neither of you suggested Lethal League. Lethal League would be fantastic. I, I'm sure. so in on Lethal League. I got uh, like just a side note. I played that game against like a pro who has like won tournaments for Lethal League. That game is real hard when you play against people that know that game well because i just got fucking oh for sure i mean that's every that's every game right but like even in other games you can muddle your way through and maybe feel like you did something not not lethal league you're just fucked (laughs) like it was so bad but um yeah that game's super fun i think that would be cool um i've uh been liking the idea of uh super mario maker uh races Mm-hmm. Where you would pick like four levels and then people would race through them. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Oh yeah, that was at AGDQ. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, there was four levels. They did that too. I always think those are super fun. Yeah, for sure. But again, like Rocket League is like the best for this, hands down. And that's coming yep. to Xbox real soon. Yes. Uh. Let's just keep moving on here. Tactician Hayes or Hayes AC on Twitter writes in and says, what would you do if you were the last man on earth? Fun stuff and survival stuff. Let's talk about survival stuff first. Maybe. Okay. Go to a mall and find like as much. Like everyone's going to a mall. Yeah, but you need a weapon first, I guess. So you got to find a weapon to shoot other survivors. What's your go-to weapon? Like you need a gun because it, I, the zombies, yeah, are, the zombies are like whatever is going on. You need to kill other survivors that are going to try to kill you. You need to defend yourself. So you need a gun of some sort. It doesn't matter really how big sure. the gun is. It seems like from when I did watch The Walking Dead, like crossbow, you can retrieve your ammo. That's yep. really and it's quiet. Yep. That's seems like a pretty good. good one. I think a bat would be pretty good. Bat would be pretty good. Yep. I I'd probably have a bat. Places I would go, though, like some kind of island, right? Sure, yeah. Some kind of island would be ideal. 
Oh, wait. I thought you were the last man. Yeah, okay. Oh, last man. So yeah. There's no more survivors. So then mall. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, go to a mall. Yeah. Um, Like survival stuff. Like, I feel like if you're the last man, surviving is easy. Everything is yours. Yes. Ex- but learn to farm because everything's going to go bad sooner or later. But I guess you can just eat all the canned food. Yep. <clears throat> um, You got to find a supply of water, though. Water is super, like, just to drink. That's true. So Water, yep. You know what? I'd probably just, like, go downtown and hit <clears throat> To be up. fair, if you're the last man, though, like, yeah, because even if you think, like, oh, well, I got water in my taps, like, eventually that's just going to stop because no one's controlling those the water yeah. tanks anymore. No one's sending water your way. Right. If there's, right, like, like, a problem at the water treatment facility, then you're fucked unless you know right. how to fix it somehow. But Like, I don't – have you ever read the comic series Why the Last Man? No. One of my favorite comic series. All, all the all the male – I guess everything male except okay. for this one guy uh, dies suddenly okay. and it puts the world in like this, you know, post-apocalyptic state because like power doesn't work anymore. Cause so many workers are gone. Like just like yeah. the whole thing just collapses, even though half the population is still there. It's just, you know, people do so much. Yeah. So uh, again, the comic book series, why the last man super good. Can't recommend it enough. So what fun stuff would you do? Like go no joyriding down a highway. Yeah, like all on, the stuff in, you couldn't do in like a Tesla. Yeah, or um, like any car ever <laughs> that you can I, find. I, I, like, I want to ride a. Te- I want to drive a Tesla. Okay, fair enough. Oh. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't do that dangerous of stuff. Like, I'm if I'm finally gonna go bunny jumping. I don't know how to bunny jump. I would need someone to tell me, and I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. guess. I'm not gonna figure like, um, <laughs> yeah. I would finally play like go through some of my backlog. That's for sure. Yeah. But even also, here's the downside. I can't really travel. I don't know how to fly or a plane yeah. or, dr- or drive a boat. So I'm stuck to this continent. Yeah, that's true. Um, you could probably learn how to like do a boat. I think. Just I mean, float off to sea. Right. And I guess it's less dangerous than trying to teach myself how to fly a plane. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like Although sure. there's no like no longer any sky traffic and stuff like you would if you could. I'm get not worried about hitting another plane. It's just when landing I'm up there. Yeah. I'm worried about getting off the ground and not immediately going back to the ground like upside down. And I'm worried about landing across an ocean, though. Yeah, man, you just steal one of those like huge ocean liner things for like the cruise ships. You have a bunch of food on there as long as it, it didn't would be go bad. like a solid like two years of me studying before I even attempted to fly a plane. Yeah. Like, no, it just it wouldn't happen. Yeah. It wouldn't happen. Um, you would have time to study how to fly a plane, though. No, I, you're right. Like I would. But it's, again, like it would just be like studying, studying. And the thing is, there's no one there to tell me if I'm right. So it's me having to be like double checking all my work. So it's like the slowest studying of my life. Yeah. I wonder if there's any YouTube videos on how to fly a plane or just like stuff. Oh, like I bet that. there is. There's YouTube videos on everything. That's true. Like, and along with that, there's porn of everything. So there's probably porn of you learning to fly a plane. I don't know if I want to watch porn of me learning how to fly a plane. Well, I'm, you don't have to, but I'm saying it exists. Weird. What a strange internet age we live in. Mo Musu Archives says the National Video Game Museum in the States opens April 2nd. Will John be managing the Canadian counterpart? 
What do you mean the Canadian counterpart? The American one that you're talking about, Momusu, is the American counterpart to the already established one in John's house. That's true. It's the sister one to John's. He he's yeah. the first one. He's yeah. the first. So exactly. this is the offshoot. Yep. yep. Uh, final question. No more Spiros writes in and asks Project Zone 2 or Street Fighter 5. Which game fo- uh, featuring Ryu, Ken, and Chun Li, which launched on the same day, do you prefer? Uh, we didn't talk hard. about this yet. Apparently, Street Fighter 5 is broken as shit. <laughs> right uh, I have heard that it's missing a lot of stuff. It seems rushed out due to uh, Capcom wanting to, be, like, for business reasons, wanting to hit some t- tournaments with it. Yeah, for sure. And because of that, uh, it's one of those games that needs to... Apparently, there's, like, a currency system. And, yep. like, to make sure that you don't hack that or cheese that or something, <laughs> you're required to be connected at all times so it can talk with the server that deals with that shit. And because of that, servers have been down and, like, preventing people from playing the game properly or something. I don't know. This is all hearsay. I don't have the game. I've, I've heard a lot of it is coming in March uh, as free updates. But still. Okay, here we go. Yup, so broken. SSFV is broken as fuck. The servers are shit. Like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I don't have much of an attachment either. If I was probably going to play one, it's Street Fighter Five, just because for name, like, it's a bigger game. Um, for me, it's the other one. I but I, one. I'm the one thing I like about uh, Cross Zone is it has Tales of Vesperia characters in it, and I love that game. But again, I'm I'm probably not going to play either of them. I'm with you. I would be the opposite, though. I would try Project Cross Zone too. All right. Yep. What's your game of the week? Holy shit! Can I pick two because it's no. been two weeks? That's not. Oh yeah, sure. Yes, I played uh, two this last week. XCOM two for just make sure you week. played them on the in the actual week. Yeah, okay. XCOM two for the first week and Rise of the Tomb Raider, like finishing that up and stuff for the second. I'm just going to do uh, um, The Witness for both because I barely played uh, Firewatch yeah. and I'm going to play the majority of it this coming week. So. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, once again, people, sorry, if people want to send questions in for next week, uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast or the Facebook group or the Reddit subreddit or John's PO box. Or <laughs> There's something. a lot of ways you can do it, actually, yeah, now that we discuss them. Take and yeah, take advantage of all those. Uh, but we're gonna go. I'm gonna download Fire Emblem. Everyone else should go download Fire Emblem. And next week we'll talk about Fire Emblem. How much is that game? Sorry to like keep this going, but I think it's fifty Canadian, forty or fifty Canadian. Oh, 50 I think it's 50. Canadian. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's, it's worth it, man. Fire Emblem is so good, so good. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. See you later. Bye, guys.